Welcome to the British History Podcast. My name is Philippa Lacey Brule and I want to extend a warm welcome to you. If you are new here, hi, thank you for joining. And if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. In this podcast, we explore all sorts of things that have gone on in British history. We look at people, we look at events, we look at outcomes and perhaps look at them from a different perspective than usual. If you would like to support me in this free podcast, this podcast will always remain free, but if you would like to support me, then you can head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash British history. And you can choose the tier there that would suit you best, starting from any £3 a month just for your kind support. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome to Thursday Tea Time Live with me, Philippa Brule. I am the voice, face, brains and brawn behind British history tours and British history events. And each week we take a little meander through history, through, I don't know, whatever, whatever we've been up to and uh, in the history world and have a nice little chat over tea. I have my tea, it's not very British history um, themed this week, it's very Viking themed. Why not? You know, I've been getting into Anglo-Saxon England and the Viking raids and etc. So it feels fitting. So welcome everyone. I can see everyone joining. Hi, I hope you are well this Thursday. Um, you joined me two weeks ago at Chep... Uh, well, where was it? Two weeks ago? Well, I was at Chepstow on the Friday. Lovely weather. We've got a storm today. So if you hear it sounding like the, that my house is getting battered by... A storm, then I, I it is. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Jem. I can see Tatiana. Welcome, Teasels. Hi, and welcome to you as well. If you're joining on uh, on YouTube, because I'm streaming live on YouTube and Instagram, I do every Thursday at one o'clock. And also, welcome to you if you're watching on the uh, catch up or you are listening on the podcast, because you can also get this on the podcast. Because after this, I download it, upload it do all sorts of stuff and and, uh, and publish it. So welcome. Hi, my journalist over in Greece. How are you doing? I hope you're all well. Oh, my tea's not still nice and warm. That's good. So today we're going to be... Hi, Anandita over in India. How are you doing? Um, this week we're going to be going for... I'm probably, I've normally talk for about an hour, unbelievably. What do we find to talk about? I don't know, but we, I'm going to cut it short to three quarters of an hour today because I have to be somewhere at two o'clock. Um, my daughter is going skiing and I'm waving off the coach, which is a bit of a wrench for me. So anyway, let's distract me and you for three quarters of an hour and talk history. I'm going to begin by talking about the Titanic. Um, <laughs> my journalist says, uh, I don't know how the weather is in the UK, but it's too, too hot for words over there. You are just teasing. It is like we have gone back a couple of months and it should be January. We've had flurries of snow, that we've got um, high wind warning um, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, we're being battered by the by quite cold winds. So, I don't know, try and enjoy your warmth. We can swap, let's do a swapsy. Um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Titanic. So, uh, a couple of days ago, I released the interview that I did with Gareth Russell about the Titanic and we had 
focused the discussion on the on the aftermath, what happened next. So from the point that uh, the passengers, the survivors were picked up from the Carpathia, in fact, we went a bit further back to understand why more people didn't get into the um, lifeboats and, and, and some of the myths that came about to do with understanding survival rates. Um, and so we went from there to looking at the Carpathia and what happened on there and of course when they got back to New York. Uh, my journalist literally in summer clothing thinking of going to the beach. Well, you just go to your beach and enjoy it. I am very jealous. How lovely. Um, uh, hi, Sam. How are you doing? Anandita, has the summer started? Um, yeah, I've heard it's really hot over in India. I know someone who's, who's travelling there should have travelled there at Christmas. And um, it just has to go because they couldn't obviously go at Christmas because of uh, COVID. So uh have chosen they've just got to go but it's really hot where you are isn't it lisa on her tetley and pea milk pea milk is that a good combination pea, pea milk sounds wrong <laughs> so yes yeah, so you can check out the interview with gareth and i'm going to come back to it in a little bit as well because our just for fun question is on uh, is is related to that interview so our just for fun question today is related to the interview with gareth please do check it out. It's one of the, I mean, I'm proud of every interview I've done, but it's one of the most, the ones I'm most proud of. Uh, and if you ha even just have a look at the trailer, trailer, the trailer, um, it's just four minutes long and you can get an idea of just the kind of um, information and knowledge you're going to get from the full interview. The full interview is about an hour's long. My journalist is asking uh, Lisa if the uh, pea milk would taste is taste <laughs> taste a little grassy. Pea as in the vegetable pea, yes, I know. <laughs> but if they're listening on the podcast, they can't see the spelling. So let's just clarify that Lisa is eating is drinking pea, the vegetable pea milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, so yes, yeah, so please do go and check out that video, that uh, interview. It's on YouTube and and you'll be uh soon as well um uh getting another interview with gareth now but i'm not going to move on to that yet so this is let me show you while i've got it this is gareth's book the ship of dreams extremely long title because it goes on the sinking of the titanic and the end of the edwardian era and he looks at all the different classes on the boat so it tells a story through he's picked particular people across all the um the social classes and so you get a amazing knowledge of what was going on um in europe at the time between uh, and and between uh sort of britain and america it's um it's really uh it's really just it's an amazing book, packed of information. But the way Gareth writes, it's really easy to read. You know, you're not going to get it. Does you're not going to get sort of bogged down? It. You can pop to my Amazon shop and, and get that. It's called something slightly different, I think, in America, and it definitely has a different cover. This happens with all the books, doesn't it? It's slightly different. John's read the book. He says it's amazing. Yes, 
Tony has actually listened to it on Audible, as you won't be surprised, listened to it on Audible and then bought the book as well. Um, I mean, obviously me, I've got post-it notes galore and everything. Mad Jenna says, Gareth's book's on her to, uh, to buy list and Lucy Worth, sorry, Lucy Worsley's Agatha Christie biography coming out soon. Ah, fabulous. In 155 days. That's very specific. <laughs> so, whatever that is, six months, half a year-ish? Less than, less than half a year. Oh, cool. I have a book on um, Elfrith, to, Elfrida, sorry, to read by Elizabeth Norton that I've just bought. And... Um, uh, 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 one about Bess of um, Hardwick and one about William Marshall. I'm not the fastest reader either, so I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm up against it, but I can't help it. Cannot help it. Neither can you. I know what you like. If you see a book, you buy it because books are fabulous. Um, if you want to help me keep in books, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Philippa and help fund my addiction to books and then I'll tell you all about them. <laughs> um, oh, fabulous. Yes, you can, so, so Mad Genesis just pre-ordered the book. Gareth has also got a book you can pre-order at the moment about um, the Queen Mother. I think it's out this autumn. Um, so that's gonna be a really fun book as well. So yeah, so you'll be treated to two Gareth Russell interviews in quick succession. Hi, Monica Chow, how are you? been a while over there in Italy. Um, Lisa says she's a slow reader too. She's only got up to Charles I in Crown and Scepter. Yeah. Oh, Crown and Scepter is another one I need to finish. Yeah. I'm not known for my book monogamy. <laughs> Good. Monica's great. Lovely to see you again. Um, so yeah, so you'll be treated to two Gareth Russell interviews uh, in quick succession. So the Titanic one is out now. Um, and then we, uh, on the 14th of April, you will see the interview about the downfalls of Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. And this is one where we compare and contrast, or well, he does, I just ask the questions, to understand what happened in each. It's, it's quite, it's very insightful, in fact. Ah, hi, um, Terry. How you doing? Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yes. Imagine there's lots of fab books coming out all the time, not enough funds or time, every bookworm's dilemma. <laughs> if any of you are on my close friend story, so if you're, a, if you're um, a patron in Nobility or Above, then you can be a close friend on Instagram. I've just shared a picture. <laughs> I've just shared a picture of the book stack that I have my laptop sat on in order to get it the same height as, as the iPad so that I can stream on both. So it's a stack of history books. Well, actually, no, you can't really call Dan Brown history books, sorry. But the rest are history books. <laughs> Need big, thick ones. Um, Lisa, have I finished the Anna of Cleves book yet? No, Lisa. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Perseverance needs a new bookcase soon. Yep, yep. Um, oh, good, Terry, uh, catching up on all the Patreon emails too. Yeah, you've missed your history lessons. Well, I hope you're well and the family's well. Um, yeah. So this is why I listen to Audible as well. Me, whilst I've not been finishing 
the hot the the paper copies of books i have listened to mark morris's um book about the anglo-saxons about three or four times because i just stick it on when i'm in the car or or i have said as well i, I listen to books as i go to sleep but how much of a book I have listened to by the time I go to sleep is very debatable probably not very much and I am picking up on things though language a lot of you are like me you love your language sort of etymology especially like place names as well so um, I'm going to be sharing a few of those a lot of those have come out of Mark's book um, so right back to you know old English old English words which are um, in our place names and and then you see them everywhere when you hear about them Hi everyone joining, how are you? Hope you're doing well this Thursday. So we're going to, I'm going to be chatting history for a bit, well, till about quarter to two, where I am, wherever that is, wherever you are, um, because then I have to go wave off my daughter to her ski trip um, in this storm. Goodness me. She's loving it. She can't wait. She can't wait. Good morning, Jenna. How are you doing? Have you baked anything recently? Make me very hungry from across the pond. Um, also today, patrons and anyone who's watching me on Instagram will, will know from my story is the Tudor Siblings blog, which I spoke about last week. That is out today. Um, and you get that on the upper class tier and above. So basically everything. What's on my mug, right, Lisa? <laughs> this is, says... It says Valhalla awaits, <laughs> so it's not. I said at the top of the top of the thing, it's not very um, it's not very British history, um, but um, but as I've been getting into the Anglo-Saxon period, the Vikings obviously feature heavily. Uh, so yeah, Valhalla awaits. Um, yeah, there you go. Any of you done your? Um, DNA, where it tells you where your genealogy, where, you, where your DNA sort of comes from. And if any of you have been following me for a while, I think I shared it. Actually, I might have shared it in my membership. I can't remember. But it was hilarious because it basically said that I was from the West Midlands where I was born. And that was it. I was like, no, there's got to be something more interesting in there. And um, Anyway, it came back more recently because they add to it all the time as the database gets bigger and I've got some Viking. Yes! Fabulous. Imaginus. Apparently, going to sleep. Um, I'm taking the, my life in my hands now and touching the screen to look at the comments. Apparently, an audiobook that has an educational nature if played during sleep keeps playing after you fall asleep, then your subconsciously sink, it sinks in. Well, I, when I was doing my psychology degree, they debunked that because they didn't want us to... Um, think that we could revise that way <laughs> so whether they were just putting it off I don't know um but yes so um a Bobby Ann has done her DNA as well Lisa um Lisa's husband is part Scandinavian as well yeah well it would be quite surprising when you start looking at the history if there was nothing you know so Sam, which is the best book for England's history? That is a interesting question. Um, oh, Bobby, your parents did one too. Do they actually line up? My kids are like, well, I don't need to do one because you've done one. So, like, it's going to be all that and then, like, wherever dad comes from. So, <laughs> they might do one when they're a bit older, wouldn't they? Um, 
yeah imagine is it be great if you could just stick a book on and absorb everything i'm not i'm not sure um so a good a best book for england's history for sam anyone make any recommendations depends which bits of history you're interested in if you're interested in um just the monarchs or leaders then something like crown and scepter by tracy borman or um uh what's uh, what's gareth's actually called probably in my pile somewhere there's a uh, Gareth Russell wrote a book called the English monarchy um, now they go back to William the Conqueror so then if you want to go back further than that I would say get Mark Morris's book on the Anglo-Saxons that's very good um, so yeah it depends on what what about the, the what sort of level of society or angle on society you want to look at as to what book would be good but then I think if you um, if you start at the top, you get an idea of what the ruling classes were trying to achieve. <laughs> if they were actually had a goal, I don't know. Um, so uh, sometimes. So, yeah, something like Tracy Borman's Crown and Scepter or Gareth Russell's um, The English Monarchy are really good. Um, <laughs> Jenna, my mom says we're very white. <laughs> yeah, we're a big mixture. See, I've got green eyes as well, and that's supposed to be from um, somewhere specific that I can't even remember now. That's what my dad told me. I don't know if he if he's telling the truth or not. Um, oh, Mad Genesis is going to say depends on which part of history. Yeah, so there's so much that you could read. Um, get Audible as well. You get through them a lot faster, believe me. <laughs> Um, oh, Jenna, you, you're just you're just my sister from another mother. Doesn't work, doesn't it? Brother from another mother works much better. But anyway, you get my gist. Um, yeah, Lisa says a green eyes from Ireland. I that's ringing a bell. That might be the case. Um, oh, John recommends the uh, Peter Ackroyd series as well. It's a lot of books. Yeah, there's a lot of history. There's a lot to know. Oh. In the Middle East, Ms. Jenna says we have either green or hazel brown eyes. Yeah, see, I've definitely got a lot of colours in my eyes. Green, flecks of brown, I don't know. I like to think I'm a mixture. We must be pretty mixed up by now, no? We've been here long enough. So, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, a bit of genealogy. Um, anyone see on my Instagram, Barbie's Bathroom? Does anyone check that out? My um, reel on Instagram. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, oh, yeah, Jenna. Silk Roads. I think we spoke about that the other, the other week, didn't we? The Silk Roads um, book by Peter Frankpan. Just... You know, you've got trade routes, you've got people moving around all the time. Um, you know, in normal circumstances, I'm saying. And then, and then obviously you get, you get events which, which mean that there's sort of mass movement. So Lisa says the Barbie bathroom looked fab. So the Barbie bathroom, for any of you who haven't seen it yet, go out and check, uh, go out. No, don't go out. Just go to my Instagram and check out my reel. Um, that is Lady Astor's bathroom. And it I can only describe it as Barbie pink because I don't think I've ever seen such a pink pink anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's a bunch of and I, I, I and it's covered in fleur de lis. Um, but so the, the the bathroom scales, the toilet, the bath, the walls, everything. And, yeah, so that was Lady Astor's bathroom at Hever Castle. It's only accessible if you do the Hidden Hever tour. Yeah, it's very pink, Jenna, very pink. And also that's obviously the photographs of it. So um, in real life, it was brighter than that. That was, um, I don't know if my new phone would be a bit more true to colour, but yeah, so John, at Hever, it's the Hidden Hever tour that you have to do. So that that I did as part of um, when I took, a, you know, the, the Anne Boleyn tour there um, a few years ago. Should have done it twice since then at least but anyway so i will be back there in may um hoping to do the hidden heaver tour again and so hopefully see the pink bathroom again so I'll, maybe i'll have another go at taking some more photos of it it's, i mean it's not huge that's 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 really it is just a bath sinks toilet and a little cubby hole sort of thing um and it is uh, off one of the offices and you go through a little door as far as, as far as I remember a little door down some steps through another little door and there it is in the old castle park um yes it was her private no it was her private bathroom yeah definitely um I wonder what Anne would have thought to the pink bathroom I wonder what anyone else thought to the pink bathroom <laughs> thing is if you know what you like you know what you like she obviously knew what she liked and she did, and she went for it. <laughs> so, but it is quite incredible. Um, yeah, it is quite incredible. The other thing I've, uh, oh, there's another two things actually that I've uh, uh, shared on Instagram recently. One was Chepstow. I did the Garda robe. Did you see that? <laughs> Bobby says it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not to my taste either. It's not really very relaxing. That was the other thing. How can you have a bright pink bathroom? It's just not relaxing. Um, yeah, so I shared from Chepstow Castle the garderobe. Everyone loves, everyone loves to see the toilets. <laughs> just do. It's my, it's my most successful reel so far. Twenty three thousand people have seen it. <laughs> but if you if you watch it, if you haven't watched it already. Um, I go a little bit cold watching it back because I think, what if I'd have dropped my phone? But I take I I, I take the, the the camera so that you you can see down the garderobe, and basically it's it's directly to the river. I've got no idea of height depth. I couldn't tell you, but it's a long way down. So have a look at that. It's really quite funny. Um, Oh, Jenna says it must be an Astor trait because Caroline Astor, who owned the Beechwood Mansion in Newport, had an all-purple room. I think there's an element of if you've got enough money, you can have a room dedicated to a colour. <laughs> Bobby says it was scary. Yeah, looking down the toilet. Well, it's not a toilet, you know what I mean. The garderobe. It was... Um, it sort of focused, it's, it's really bright that day. It was really, as any of you who saw me there, it was it's really bright and beautiful that day. So it took a little while for the camera to work, to work out the depth and, and then suddenly the, the water below comes into, um, yeah, the river below Lisa, the, the <laughs> saves flushing. Yeah, there'd be no need to flush. <laughs> it's just the river. Mm. 
yes, yes. It, but, but, yeah, not. when it's low tide, it's not quite so great. I suppose it washes it all away. Um, Hearst Castle has something similar in one of their bathrooms as well, Brie. Oh. See, maybe, I mean, I suppose the bathroom is something you can be a bit more, like, expressive. I haven't been, but I don't know. Maybe I should have been. You're stuck with it for a long time, though, isn't it? It's not like you can redecorate a bathroom um, quickly. Anyway, if you know what you like, you know what you like, don't you? Um, so, yeah, so the garderobe reel. And the other thing I shared yesterday, um, was it yesterday or this morning, is the Sutton Hoo hel helmet, which is part of the Sutton Hoo ship burial hoard that um, it was discovered at the outbreak, well, yeah, just before World War Two started. And um, I haven't got the book to hand, I don't think, um, about the Sutton Hoo hoard. Um, but it's, it's now housed at the British Library. Um, yeah, so it was started to be um, uncovered in 1939, and I think they had to finish it. Um, <laughs> they had to finish it off uh later on after the war um but i don't know they must have taken all the stuff out there and then because you couldn't leave that so but so the helmet is pretty um the, the the actual helmet is pretty degraded so someone has done a replica which is absolutely incredible but in that hoard as well which i shared a post um about this a few a few back is um there's all sorts of other jewellery and clasps um, and there's a like a belt buckle and if you saw it um, I think my question I posed to people was whether they could see the animals in it because uh, at first sight this belt buckle just looks like um, like a swirly pattern on it and then if you look a bit closer there's animal heads I'm not quite sure what they're supposed to be or it's snakes or I don't know um, sort of biting onto the tails John, a bathroom tour of the famous. Should put together a tour. <laughs> tour of bathrooms. <laughs> uh, what does Jenna say? All the mansions are quite extravagant. If you look at my stories, the picture of the formal dining room at Marble House, built by Alva Vanderbilt. And, uh, okay, cool. Check out Oak Lane Homestead's Instagram. Yes, we'll check out your Instagram anyway. Um, but you've got some good pictures on there. I will check that out later. Um, Lisa says, the oldest merchant's house in Tenby, South Wales, has a loo on each floor, above each other. <laughs> okay. Possibly a design flaw there. <laughs> they decide afterwards that wasn't for the best. Maybe they're thinking the same as like when they have chimneys. You know, when you look and the, chim the, the fireplaces on the, on the various floors have the same chimney. Maybe they were thinking along those lines. Didn't think it through. Oh. Mm. That's quite. Mm. <laughs> um, before I forget, as well, any of you who are patrons, and maybe some of you would like to be, if you're a paid at patron on the 14th of April, you have got the chance to win a year's digital subscription to Tudor Places magazine. So, as long as you're a paid up member of Patreon, of my Patreon, not just anyone's Patreon, my Patreon, uh, on the 14th of April then you will be put into the prize draw and um, 
and you could win a year's free digital subscription to Tudor Places. Tudor Places magazine is brand new, so I haven't got my hands on a copy yet because they're not printed yet. Um, they, the first edition uh, is in May, is coming out in May. So anyone who comes on my tours will get a free copy as well. So that's quite cool, isn't it? Um, I have been out and about this week a little bit. Some of you have seen it because some of you have <laughs> sent me sent me a, a little message about it. But I've been to the um, so May in May the May tour. So in five weeks' time, I won't be doing this because I'll be on the Anne Boleyn tour. I'm taking the Anne Boleyn tour. That's at Hever, and um, in July, taking another tour, and we begin um, in. Uh, sort of the Midlands area but we stay in a in a hotel just outside of Cheltenham called the Greenway Hotel so I was down there this week finalizing some of the details so you can have a look I've put some um, photos I took but then they put on a really lovely reel afterwards so I um I've shared that as well Bree says she really enjoyed the interview with Gareth on the Titanic looking forward to next week's interview thank you Bree yes honestly really I'm really proud of that interview I I've watched it myself loads I can I'm I'm I can watch myself. This sounds really weird because I edit all my own videos. I'm now totally used to watching myself on screen, and I don't even notice. Anyway, it's not about me. It was about Gareth and about the Titanic. But I'm really proud of that interview. I really love it, and I think you'll really love the one next week um, with uh, uh, talking about Anne Boleyn and and Catherine Howard. Jenna says, a tour in my fancy new car. So that's the other thing I did this week. So not only have I been down to Cheltenham to uh, to deal with the last um, few elements of sorting out July's tour, but I got a new car. Now this is significant. This is exciting because I do do private tours. Um, guess when they were supposed to start? <laughs> the dreaded year of 2020. However, that's okay. We're back now. 2022, I've got the new car and two private tours already booked in so I'm very excited about that and Jenna was making comment you, you missed me didn't you about the sunroof the whole roof is basically a sunroof so you can just lie back and look at the sky <laughs> I can't I'm driving um that would be wrong but um anyone else any passenger can so yeah I'm very excited about that and um yeah so I was trying to do all fancy shots of the car to try and show it off while it was still clean really clean you know that really really clean when you first get one it's got that new car smell as well that I don't know someone bottled that it my genus my new car does live up to my expectations yes it's a hybrid car as well so I wasn't sure what that would be like because I've never had um, anything other than a normal petrol or diesel car um very quiet so I have to be careful not to not to roll over anyone I was going to say um but um yeah really powerful powerful and much better fuel efficiency so there you go <laughs> so that's not history related but it is it well sort of if you're doing a private tour with me then that is the car that I will be picking you up in now to, tonight so I'm going heading down to London I'll finish my sentence um so tomorrow when we're doing the visiting Tudor Britain room I'll be in London so although we're not talking about where I am <laughs> we're talking about the Oxford Martyrs tomorrow um, I'm hoping as long as it's not too stormy if it's too stormy I'm gonna have to find a place inside somewhere and it won't be a very interesting backdrop but if um, as long as the weather's not too bad I'll be outside um, so check that out tomorrow 
um, Tudor Times, so Tudor underscore Times is hosting that tomorrow, that's Deb, and then Sarah, who's the Tudor Travel Guide, and myself will be joining. So we're focusing on the Oxford Martyrs. Sarah's leading that because she's just been to Oxford a few weeks ago and, uh, and has done quite a bit on that. Um, Jenna says it's amazing. I was thinking how great the views and pictures. Yeah, yeah, if you can see from the sunroof, yeah, in the car, yeah. So yeah, it, that, that, that's, that's part of the part of the point, isn't it? So if, you, if you're being driven around by moi, then, then you can see where we are and, and um, yeah. So <laughs> imagine it's great for tours, love a bit of fuel efficiency. <laughs> I won't tell you what my last car did, but it, it made me cry. Mm. this is much better um so that's exciting so i'll be able to tell you about my trip to london uh, next week on on uh, on this room last week for visiting tudor britain there was just sarah and myself and we were talking about places you could go to um avoid the crowds and we made mention in that live about something we're working on together so I'm going to tell you about that now in case you didn't hear it's the uh, it's a, a Tudor visiting Tudor London masterclass we're doing it live on the 26th of May and um, very soon we'll be sharing details about how you can register your interest in that uh, and we're, we're looking at so we're going to cover 16 places we're going to uh, cover some suggested itineraries depending on sort of length of stay um, where we would eat ofs and um, yeah things like must-sees photo opportunities you know sometimes I see um, I see somewhere I've been and I see a photo someone's taken of that they've taken of it, like that would have been a good one anyway so we're going to make sure that you know um, where to go to take the best photos of you with I don't know whatever in the background, the white tower in the background, or take a great photo of um, uh, Tower Bridge, that kind of thing. So that will be that will be really cool. So yeah, look out for details. We will be sharing how you can register your interest in that. And then obviously when you've registered your interest, we'll then email you with the details when it goes on sale. Um, should we do our just for fun question? I think that would be good. Ooh. John, pubs and car parks. Well, in London, I would just steer clear of cars whatsoever. However, pubs. <laughs> so, yes. So, I didn't... So, probably Sarah's will be nice cake shops and um, restaurants. And mine will be where to go for a good pint. Because that, that, is, that is what I enjoy. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. In fact, I was going to try and behave and do restaurants, but you, no, I'm going to do pubs. You've made me. You've made, you've changed. You've made me change my mind. Right. The question last week, just for fun. This is based on the interview with Matt Lewis that was at Ludlow Castle, and it was what birthday did the future Richard the Third celebrate at Ludlow Castle? If any of you watched the uh, interview, you will know. So, what birthday did Richard the th the future Richard the Third celebrate at Ludlow Castle. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll leave that up for a minute so you can tell me. Next week's question is going to be um is going to be on uh, based on the Titanic interview. Uh Jenna, 
<laughs> Both sound good to me. I'm a beer girl too, but I do like a good Bloody Mary. Is that in the morning though? <laughs> Isn't that like a really good... Um, I'm going to say, well, so good is a bit of a relative term here, but a bit of a hangover um, <laughs> remedy, hair of the dog thing. I, I don't think I can eat, drink that, that much um, tomato juice in one go. <laughs> I suppose you don't have to down it, do you? It's not obligatory. Um, Lisa's answered. Anyone else got any ideas? What birthday with the future, future Richard III celebrated at Ludlow Castle? Um, yeah alright I'm going to go with <laughs> Jenna any time for me yeah I'm sure you don't have him in the morning <laughs> Lisa is right it was Richard's ninth birthday so he was too young to be going out with his older brothers um, and, his, and his father out to battle so he was he was there with his mother but you can I think um uh, Matt talks about doesn't he? Sort of imagining Richard there, looking out the window into the um, into the Bailey, where you know his father and his brothers are there, readying for battle, talking strategy. I don't know, practicing their sword skills, um, and he's there at nine, nine years old. Mm. My journey is on for gin cocktail, champagne, and Swedish cider. Swedish cider. So I live um, near uh, the pear growing region of this country. Um, I think you need certain rocks and soil and I don't know. But there's a so there's like a, a line and it goes so through sort of Worcestershire, Herefordshire, and then then there's the sea and then it's sort of Somerset as well. And really good for pears, and that's a lot of pear cider around here. But it's way too sweet for me, and I have a sweet tooth. I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. Although I'll be with you for the champagne and gin cocktails, definitely, definitely on the beach. <laughs> We're going down to the beach. Um, cool. So um, let me just remind you about Gareth's book. You can pop onto my Amazon and find that <laughs> breeze up for a fruity cocktail. Malibu breeze, thank you. Uh, so yes you can go onto my um, Amazon shop or just you know find Gareth on his um, on his website and and really if you're interested at all in um, the Edwardian era and all the Titanic this book you will you will just adore it because it's full of stuff that you will find really really interesting um, Madjanish yes we do have some stellar local cider producers and some very good microbreweries as well yeah. Um, Swedish slide, cider is slightly more bitter. Ah, so maybe I could maybe I could cope with that. Genesis cider is very sweet, but she's found found one. I like this. <laughs> Did you persevere? So she's found one that is aged in a bourbon barrel. <laughs> so she's just like, I've got to find them. I've got to find the one. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. So, so I'll be live again tomorrow at four o'clock. And, oh, Bobby, thank you. She really enjoyed the interview. Yes, it is a wonderful book. Totally agree. Um, so I'll be live again tomorrow at four o'clock. Like I say, I'll be down in London. Um, I am going to be, I'm not going to say where I am because it might change anyway. Um, don't want to promise you and then and then have to go somewhere else because it's, like Lisa says, it's raining here again. 
and the wind's up and it might you might not be able to even hear me if I'm outside so I will try and find um a great place to uh <laughs> to um to do the live from so I'll be going live so it'll be on um at Tudor underscore times on Instagram we're talking the Oxford Martyrs and then next Wednesday you'll be able to find me and Kat Marchant and Catherine Brooks on history.after.dark and we will let you know what we're going to be talking about we've got a few ideas and we'd love you to come down and, and, and join in with us as well the podcast for History After Dark is available every Monday um, yes Larry I will show you the book again so it's Gareth's book it's called Shipper Dreams I think I said earlier it has I think slightly different titles a slightly different title in America but I'm not sure which bit is different <laughs> if you know what it is. so I don't know if the ship of dreams is the same and then the tagline is different because it's called the ship of dreams the sinking of the Titanic and the end of the Edwardian era if you read one of Gareth's books and you like his writing style, then you will like all of his books. And like I mentioned earlier, his his English monarchy uh, book is very funny, dry sense of humour. So if you enjoy the British, well, <laughs> yeah, if you enjoy that kind of dry sense of humour as well, you will really enjoy Gareth's books. Um, so yeah, so join me live tomorrow, four o'clock on at Tudor underscore times. You will see uh, in my story anyway, I think you'll see on Instagram me go live. Um, and next week at, at quarter past eight on Wednesday evening, history.after.dark. Um, I am off this afternoon with the, with the girls from History After Dark. We are celebrating Emma's birthday with her because you can, believe it or not, hire us for an hour <laughs> to help celebrate or have a historical discussion um, for an hour. So that is what we're doing with uh, Emma to help her uh, celebrate her birthday later on today. Hi, Matty. How are you doing? Um, so, yeah, so meet me live tomorrow. You can meet me live uh, next Wednesday at... Oh, in fact, I'm, yeah, no. I was going to say I might do some lives tomorrow. I might. I might. It will depend on the weather. Um, but, yeah, 8.15 next Wednesday, History After Dark. And then here again next week, streaming live on Instagram and YouTube at 1 o'clock next Thursday. And I will let you know all about my London trip. Because I, uh, in fact, one of the places I'm going is to do a bit more research ready for this uh, visiting Tudor London masterclass that Sarah, the Tudor travel guide and myself are doing on the 26th of May. So keep an eye out for that if you're interested in that. It doesn't matter really what stage of. Um... Oh, Lisa, well done. Lisa just reminded me I have another question to ask. Let me do that really quickly. It's a good job you're here, Lisa. It's a good job you're here. Okay, based on Gareth's interview, this is your fun, just fun question. You can answer this next week. Who does Gareth think he should have been harder on in his book about the Titanic? There's a there's a character in in the book. Character as you know, I know they're real people, but bear with me. Um, who he thinks he gave a little bit of a soft pass for in the book. He thinks he should have been harder on him. So that's your question. Have a look at the interview. Tell us next week what, um, who, who he thinks he should have been harder on in the book. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, look out for details about the masterclass. Look out for where I am. Yes, I am really busy, Terry. It's ridiculous, to be fair. Um, this is all amongst getting the tours ready, which I'm so excited about. But obviously, there's a lot, a lot of work involved. It's all good. 
it's all good all enjoying it so have a fabulous rest of your day thank you so much everybody and i will see you really soon bye everyone